Welcome to the Inner Healing Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Shannon and I am your host. You can find me on TikTok at Sober Shannon. Today we have a guest on the podcast. She is a long, long friend of mine. <laughs> We've known each other since, I don't know, like what? We were like 15? Yeah. 15, 16, sometime around there. We're both like in our late 20s now. She has an experience of like something similar to me, but fair warning, Christina is not an addict. (laughs) She still likes to have fun in her life and it's not a problem for her, but she does have other experiences that we talk about on this podcast. I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit and kind of give you a quick backstory. You can go as far as you want, like maybe when we met or like, how many siblings you have because okay. that's like a big part of your life okay okay so i'm christina let's see on tiktok what am i on tiktok i'm just christina day on i'll TikTok. tag her yeah, i'm christina <laughs> day on tiktok um i'm christina day on everything you'll find me on lots everything. of people call her kj lots of people call me kj um let's see i'm from nashville i met shannon while i was going through my weird <laughs> I was in like my emo country yeah. phase. <laughs> she was in her emo country. I was in my I'm black, but I'm around white people phase. It was an interesting time for us. Yeah, um, so tell that tell them a little bit about that. So when we met, it was in this town outside of Nashville, Tennessee, right. to give you guys some perspective. And she had just recently like relocated not too long before that, I believe, right? Right. So like tell us about that experience. So from Nashville, born and raised, um, like northeast side, um, not what it is today, obviously, but definitely, you know, always I'm black around black people, even if not around us, black people around minorities. Um, and my mom kind of felt like, well, if we keep you in this space, like you're not gonna get the opportunities that the quote unquote white people have, which is actually the fucking truth. Okay. Yeah, we've so, talked about that before. That's the fucking truth. So my mom kind of made that decision, moved us to this place. I remember asking her, like, isn't that past, like, Madison, Tennessee? Like, I remember telling her, yeah. like, and I remember asking her, like, what's past Madison, bro? <laughs> like, what's out there? Like, I remember asking her, like, <laughs> what do you mean, right? So once we did that, we moved. Everything's cool. But, I mean, you kind of immediately, as a black person, especially if want to be a part of the it crowd the popular crowd the successful crowd you definitely almost automatically kind of change your persona you know like my hair went from being curly and in braids to being straight um, I remember my hair a hella straight back in the day yeah I remember that I think I have a, lots of pictures of us yeah we were like a mullet Yes, and yeah. my hair, my hair was hella straight back then, and always like dyed and dead because I was always straightening it. And um, I feel like just in general, just like my clothes slowly but surely changed. Like even my vernacular, and and the thing is, I've always been like proper, I guess. But like even you kind of take on the kind of question mark at the end of the words from all the white girls you're around. <laughs> And, like, eventually, like, you know, if you notice, I say like a lot. That is something I picked up after hanging out with white girls. 
Um, and so it's definitely a it was a culture shock for me. My freshman year, I got into so much trouble because I was constantly fighting, constantly cussing people out because you're not expecting. Yeah, like, you were like the bad girl yeah, club when I met hell you. Yeah, I was an ISS every other day. Yeah, and you had this it, tattoo on your inner thigh, and I it's these she has these cherries tattooed, and I remember looking at her. We were in her room one day. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, this is a bad bitch. This is a tattoo, too. Like, <laughs> I remember all my friends and my mom freaking out when I got those cherries tattooed. And so I think, like, in my own way, doing those kind of things was how I still remained myself. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you was, have, you can be yourself, but you have to cover Like, you feel like you had to cover it up. I feel like I had to day. cover it up. So I would do these, like, outlandish things. Right. Right. And then you're kind of like, even then, like, I remember being, like, a year later being like, why did I do yeah mm. you know but it's done no regards but you know no regards <laughs> that's how it was for me like I was like doing drugs because I felt like I couldn't be like my normal person you Absolutely. know what I mean like that it was a it was an experience but go ahead <laughs> my, you know what it's funny you say that because that's kind of how I started drinking uh, everybody around me always like smoked weed or did brownies or whatever right everybody in this area did something no matter how many people say it was a good town to yeah grow up and in. so when i got here the more money the more substance yeah, absolutely you ever been to a <laughs> i can't even the put it like this the private school closest parties. to us baby you ever been to a party there you yes. know and so for me like that's how drinking money. was drinking became something that i did socially because the people around me did Smoking weed has always been like, I mean, I think I smoked for the first time when I was like 13, but like Same. drinking, I think it was like 12 or yeah, drinking for me was some, especially drinking beer, like ugh. drinking stuff like that, especially or like the freaking Burnett's and, and shit that we would be drinking definitely came from like me being around. Oh my God. Never again will I touch. Well, I'm not touching it anyways. <laughs> But I, the the strawberry burnets, oh, Straw, listen, mm -mm. the burnet, the taka vodka, the pinnacle vodka, the four locos, the the four loc, baby. Hold on, the MD twenty twenty. If you don't know, yes. if you know, you know. If you don't, you uh, don't. Uh, <laughs> no, I just gagged. I can't. Like I physically can't even smell. Like y'all, Revlon makes a mascara that <laughs> smells. Like the vodka me and my friends used to drink, and I cannot no, use it. Hard no. I cannot use it. Hard no. But yeah, so you know, I feel like being in the midst of all of that kind so of. So you also have like a bunch of siblings. <laughs> How did was it as much of a culture shock for them as it was you because you were a freshman because they're younger than you? Like, did they go through that? So or? honestly, no. A couple of reasons. One, I'm the only girl, so. Right. If you have siblings and if you are a girl and you have brothers and you know that the boys can do no wrong and every, and everybody's going to make sure that they're comfortable. I'm also the oldest, so I right. had to be the most uncomfortable. Um, And also, I think my mom had already kind of started to trans transition them into like her wanting what what she thought she wanted, which was, you know. A different life than she had like. yeah well like different surroundings us being around more white people her feeling like we're gonna be more successful we're gonna have better circumstances which in some instances absolutely true right like like a, a football game at my high school did not have police <laughs> a football game in in davidson county there was always police. You yeah. couldn't even stand you know we had like 14. i think nowadays like they it's equally like looked at now 
but here, it's but still, it's not back then it was you know how we had like war team and stuff yeah girl if you were in a game in nashville you better fucking not even stand up <laughs> like get your get your fucking nachos and, and sit go down. sit down like you don't you because yeah. first off you don't know if they're gonna get don't get to shooting like that's a real thing yeah no it is and i think like now even in davidson county which is like downtown nashville for the right. outsiders it's even it's even worse like there's lots of cases of crazy things happening in the schools it's absolutely worse and it's so funny because i remember begging my mother like begging her to, to let me go to go back yeah to go back man like oh my god it was now when i look back like the what's the word i'm looking for like the muffle that it put on who i wanted to be and who i was trying to be and me standing yeah. into myself like you said i have i have five siblings they're all younger than me and i've taken care of them my entire life it's the only thing i know um, <laughs> yeah you're like and their mom. They're yeah mom. you know like i i don't even have kids because i already got kids you know yeah they um, always needing something. <laughs> I was gonna say my baby <laughs> brother Cash had requests me more than you know, more than anybody I know. And that's, you know, no shade to him because you better listen to this. But that's just a show like I have always felt incredibly responsible for them. If if I even if I'm not successful, I feel like it's my job to them for them to be successful, which honestly, truthfully, is not my job. Right. Right? Like Right, but you feel like you took on that responsibility. I took on that responsibility because I mean, that's that's a woman's plight on life. That's a black woman's plight on life. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, too, I have little brothers and I'm the only girl. So if you have siblings and if there is that you already, you know, like, you know, I know you. Know. But, you know, there is a there's yeah. a noticeable difference in the way that the parents treat you and how responsible they expect you to be based on what your sex is, which is just so insane because now sex is whatever you want it to be. So, like, now it's really fucking weird the way that our parents did us. But, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, I have lots to say about that. <laughs> so, you know, I think that all of all of those things, you know. But the, I will say that they helped me kind of realize who I want to be and who I wanted to be as adult Christina. As Christina that could choose to go and do whatever she wanted to with whoever she wanted to at whatever time she wanted to. Right. Which is why, you know, everybody... At one point, you know, I was crazy. I mean, I know, you know, crazy, party girl, all the things. Yeah. But I think that there's a certain strength in being a bitch that can wake up on a Thursday and decide that she's not going to give a fuck, right? right? Because I did not have that option. You know what I'm saying? I also grew up extremely Christian. Like, yeah. shout out to the extreme Christianity that also made me feel like as soon as I get out of here, I'm I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm getting fucked up on a Tuesday. Yeah. Because no, I, I want to. One thing I was like thinking about earlier is like, I feel like no matter how much you partied, you still had your whole life together. Like I did not have that ability because I feel like maybe you having that many younger siblings and like taking on that responsibility. Like you knew at the end of the day, you had to have somewhere to sleep and shit done and shit taken care well, of. Well, absolutely. I would just party till I had nothing. Absolutely. I do think, well, and you know what? And I do think too, that sometimes, right? Like sometimes people can bring out the worst and the best of each other. You know right. what I mean? So I know that like for us, especially like for me, it was so easy for me to be like, oh, okay, I'm having a bad fucking day. I'm going to call my, my bestie that likes to get drunk. Like, fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, 
for me, it would be like a, a bout. Christina's had a week where she's been drunk all week. And you know what? That is just not working. Also, I'm a diabetic, so I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> My body, it's shutting down internally. And like, but you know, I do think that, that that's part of it. Like even in college, right? In college, I was one of those people that would get fucked up all night long and be sitting in class at eight in the morning, right? See, no, I quit my first college after a week because I got so fucked up every day. But I couldn't you know even what? go. I went to like one class and I never <laughs> went back. But you know what? The impending pressure of like, I even, I, you know what? Like I told my husband this, like even when I was suicidal, it, I constantly felt like I did not have the option to be suicidal. Right. Because there are so many people that depend on you like what are they gonna do right which is fucking weird because this is suicide of my damn self you know what i'm saying like i know people wanted me you know to live and all the things but also I feel like, <laughs> all the things all the things you know but also like i do i do feel like they're the impending pressure all the time to be you know essentially like perfect in, in a certain form yeah. Um, you know, I felt like I couldn't handle the pressure of having to like make everything seem perfect that I just literally couldn't do it. You yeah. know what I mean? I just I could not I would have the idea of perfect, give it one whack, and then we would just go back to being crazy if it failed. That's me. Like, there was no trying. There was no nothing. Like, I would find a way to get out of it. But, you know, it just it was uh, <laughs> nobody. I, I felt like I didn't this was before I had my kid too. Like when Absolutely. it was really bad, I just felt like, fuck it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I also think too, like I ultimately, right. Like, you know, this about me. I am, I am, what's the word I'm trying to say. I freak out after like six months. I can ride that pressure. It's almost like a high. I can ride it. And then one day I wake up and I hate everything about my life. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and it's because I've just been doing like, I, like now I'm a wife. So now I've been doing what I'm supposed to do as a sister. Now doing what I'm yeah. supposed to do as a wife, doing what I'm supposed to do as a best friend, as a, as a cousin, as a, all the things. And I wake up and I'm like, first off, I got like four people leeching on my back. That's number one. <laughs> like I'm broke. My energy bad, my aura off, my chakras off, my, my sage going it's out every bad. time I step in the room and it ain't me. It's the motherfuckers. I got sitting on me. Yeah. And then also I'm unhappy. Yeah. You know, that's like with my last job. So like how that's what you said unhappy. So like your mental health correlating with all that. Like how oh. how is that experience that you have? I mean, I think that my mental health would I would go through these like really and it's so weird because I've been to multiple doctors and like first it was a mood disorder, then it was oh, she's bipolar. Then it was you know, and now my ex my therapist, my psychiatrist, <laughs> she's like Bitch, you're traumatized. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no word. There yep. is no specific diagnosis for how you respond to all the different trauma. Yeah. Right? Because, like, literally, it I took... It can be very sporadic. Like... Yes, absolutely. Like, I took the ADHD test and, you know, failed at flying colors. And my psychiatrist <laughs> literally told me, I know you have ADHD, but it's not as important as us tackling your PTSD. So I'm going to work right. on that first. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I feel you. Yeah. So how was your, because I know you had like tried different medications and stuff like oh, that for God. this. 
so like I had the experience where they would tell me like I had this diagnosis and like this diagnosis and then it would just keep changing so the meds kept changing absolutely so mental health was like up and down up and down did you have that same effect absolutely so I I don't know if you remember when I was on Wellbutrin right Wellbutrin made me a full psychopath if I had two two sips of anything to drink I, yeah, well, you're not supposed to. We are not supposed it. to drink on it at all. And like, yeah. I would have one shot and drive to Bucksnort, Tennessee, in a, it, like I did, I did, I drove to Bucksnort, Tennessee, in a fog, in a haze. I literally remember like getting in my car and then waking back up as I was calling Joseph, like crying. I I kind of remember this story. You went. It, I remember like it was like eight forty, right? It was eight forty, right? Yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. was in a haze. You know what I'm saying? Just. Yeah, I, this is the same medicine. Listen, that I got engaged and told my fiance at the time of his engagement, right? Like it was just like insane <laughs> oh, shit. It gave me like weird pica. I wanted to eat all the cleaning products. I wanted to eat all the dirt. I wanted to eat all like I've never had that happen. Really, you don't I have hear pica? so many women talk about that. I've never had that. Well, happen. because it's supposed to be a sign of like deficiency, and I'm majorly iron deficient. Is that? I feel like that's my favorite state a lot. Oh yes, you know, second green. Period. Yeah. But yeah, so the well butrin, you know, I'm one of those people where Lexapro actually pretty it works pretty well for me. I've heard it made me feel crazy. I've heard so many people say that. Crazy, like it, banana ass bitch. <laughs> like I That's this was like when that guy broke up with me, you know, Voldemort, when he broke up with me and I went to the psych ward okay. after punching holes in his walls. Okay, I thought this was gonna be the breakup where you punched that- through the windshield. <laughs> We'll get to that later. Keep your toes. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, we'll have to tell that later. So, the, the breakup, I went to the psych ward. I was on Lexapro, but I was also on cocaine. <laughs> Lots sorry. of cocaine. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. That wasn't supposed to be as funny as it was to me, but. It was snowing like no, it wasn't No, listen, because literally, too, I will say this, right? Because also, in the midst of all of that, you're going through these manias. And so, I also noticed with oh, me. Yeah that my addiction, my addiction demon and my mania demon, they love you. They're madly fucking in love. Oh, okay. Yeah, they go hand so in hand. when I'm not manic, I'm like a glass of wine here. You want to bump? No, I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Which now, bitch, I'm scared forever. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, <laughs> you know, now, but I feel like, but when I'm going through mania, when I'm so unhappy with my life that I just don't care, I don't even care. Like, about what I got on. Like, I'm in hoochie mama shorts, no makeup, hair pulled up, getting drunk. Like, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. I feel like I like it It runs together. I've noticed that. So I think, I think for myself, too, if I try to just stay, like, calm, it, I also stay, it's like, also, like, more so sober. I figured out, like, I don't know about, like, the medical part of this, mm-hmm. like, if this is real, but, like, personal experience I've noticed that when I want to get like that, when I'm manic, it's like because I'm trying to match the stimulation that's going on in my body. So I feel like I got to go up. You know what I mean? Did you know that? Okay. And you probably knew this bitch, but it caught me by a loop. Did you know that you lose (laughs) hundreds of brain cells every time you have a manic episode? That explains a lot. Like it explains everything in my life. Like Tell he, them the story about Joseph watching my Jerry Springer episode, which, by the way, oh. <laughs> a lot of people don't know, but I was on Jerry Springer. One, I was actually on the show, 
A second time, a couple years later, I went back on the show, but I was too fucking high in the dressing room. They didn't let me go on, but I still oh, got. Oh, I, I didn't still know that. got compensated. I think I can say that. Yeah. I don't. I just don't think I can talk about the. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. And if Jerry wants to fucking sue you, you could just make the a show's tic- not a show anymore. Just make think. he just needs to make a TikTok with you. He wants to be. Relevant. I sound like an NDA thing, but oh. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first off, Joseph loves your Jerry Springer out, um, which episode. they didn't know about it. This was in 2016, and I sent it to you what, like three weeks ago. You just sent it to me. I've never seen it. I don't know how I've never seen it. Um, because I feel like even through years where we didn't talk, like I can remember still like faithfully keeping up with you on social media. So that's yeah, how I also yeah. know that you never posted this video. Because no. I would have probably already had it saved. In I my think phone one somewhere. of our friends saw it and that was it. I think I shared it on Facebook for like 10 minutes and I was like, yeah, Jerry Springer. <laughs> I was posting on Insta though. This was when Insta was popping. I was like posting on Insta, like, me on a plane, like the food they got the cast, the dressing room, like, and I had like my little the food fucking. They got the cast. <laughs> Yeah, like you're in the dress. Like you're room. going to Broadway. <laughs> hey, it was in Connecticut, not even New York. I had to take a train from Connecticut to New York City to go see New York City. But luckily, I'd already been there, so I was taking these bum ass bitches I brought to New York. I just feel like this is probably just another case of you needing a better understanding of stranger danger. No, it was lit. lit. Anyways, so continue. Okay, about so this. Joseph loves the episode. <laughs> His, uh, the first thing, the best part was when he realized that we weren't just watching the, another funny episode of Jerry Springer. Like, he put down his phone and was like, wait, is this, wait a goddamn minute. And I was like, yes. Like, he's like, now you got to start it over. So he drags the thing all the way back. <laughs> now we got to watch it all from the beginning where this bitch is talking about her man cheating on her or something. And he's like, wait a minute. And then he's like, that don't even look like her. And I'm like, she's been in like seven different bodies, bro. He's like, I see. Like now, I see what you yeah, mean. I've like, always been like a little change, like with the <laughs> hair color. I'm completely different. Yes, because you're very blonde. You're a, you're a blonde thick girl in the in the Jerry Springer yeah. video. So he's yeah. like, who the fuck is that, girl? You got on this peplum. <laughs> okay, the fucking wardrobe department was terrible. <laughs> the Broadway department <laughs> of the dressing room <laughs> was giving goodwill donations. My thing is. Bro, they could have just kept you in your regular clothes. Well, they had to like, make you sure, like, dressed... your titties and, like, oh. your coochie and your butt wasn't going to fall out. But they've had strippers on the show. So I'm like, like, literally uh, titties completely but out. But they knew we were going to fight. So they were like, we can't have a nip popping out. We can't have a coochie lip falling out. Like, so we oh. had on, like, these, like, boy short, like, bodysuit things. And they made me wear a strapless bra, which I had fucking back fat rolls. So <laughs> why would they do that to me? Why would they say they don't want a nip slip and then put you in a strapless bra? So he was like, Florida, it was actually me. <laughs> yeah. So he was actually really, really fucking bummed about that, actually. Um, I feel like whenever he's having a bad day, he's like, we should just watch Shannon on Jerry Springer. <laughs> I feel like that's the definition of it. It could be this bad of a day. <laughs> I mean, you could be fighting a bitch on TikTok. I mean, on fucking Jerry Springer. If we find a bitch on TikTok too, but that'll get you. Some I'm views. so glad, like, so many people didn't know about that, but now they do. So now it's funny. Yeah, now it's funny, haha. Not yeah. funny, like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, because people were really like, are you okay? Like, people was asking to go with me because I had to find people to take with me. To First be on off, the show. I would have absolutely fucking 
Yeah, we were in our Facebook friend era. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. you know me, bitch. I'm, I'm down for all foolishness. Oh my that, god! That you know, like, unfortunately, that is probably my worst characteristic as a friend. I am just now becoming the quote unquote responsible friend because, like, I like bullshit too, man. I want to go do hood rat shit with my friends. Yeah, like, but like, I I do really like responsibly now. <laughs> yes, like be doing it responsibly, but yeah. like, yeah, for the longest, I felt like. I don't know. Like, oh, we're going to stop and pick up drugs? Whatever you want to do, Because there was bro. a point even, like, early in my sobriety where I was, like, still doing mad illegal stuff. Yeah. And so now I feel like, okay, I'm just going to be, like, try to be good all around and go have fun. <laughs> well, you know, I think for me, like, uh, when you go to jail, man, like. So how many times have you been to jail? <laughs> even if you just did, like. Just a day. A bond out. Yeah. yeah. How many times were you arrested and taken to booking? I think like seven times. Like seven times? Yeah. Can you give us a gist of the charges? You don't have to if you don't want to. Oh, I'll give them to you, baby. Because <laughs> they're great. Okay. So, first off, you know, we got to start off with that simple possession. You know, I didn't know. I didn't even know. I didn't even know you were supposed to go to court. For I had You thought it was two, like a payoff ticket? Yes. I had to. Baby, this is this is green, Christina. This is 18 naive. And they just started doing that in Metro County. They just started citing and letting go for a certain quantity. Yes. So they cited me. I had to go to court. Didn't even know. Had two outstanding warrants for my arrest because I did not go to court on this and turn myself in on this simple fucking possession. Okay. Oh, you have to like turn yourself in and then just like. You got to go it. in. They take your mugshot. They take your fingerprints. They put you in the first courtroom session and first oh. session in, in courtroom A. And look at me. And um, <laughs> so let's see. Let's. I also have a. This one's funny. I have a theft under 500, but it is accompanied with an assault because. Was it in Walmart? It was in fucking Riverdale Mall. This bitch accused me of stealing but really i was fucking our man a few years prior so ah, <laughs> and so when we got to uh the security office she was giggling he hey ha ha with her friends about getting me fucked up and i jumped on her straight up oh my god see yeah. that's like the air i knew you in right but mm -hmm. i just i don't think i knew about that that it, that's back when it was crazy shit happening and i was just like everything's fine yeah i remember like you like when we were younger it's like this bitch that was out, like you're gonna get knocked out. You're gonna get knocked the fuck out, like because I, because you know, like this sounds this is so fucked up, but like I like I have a unfortunately I have a background with violence, and so Same. even when you live in in a an urban right an urban area yeah. right, there's still the association of violence. Like a bitch talk shit about you, she's getting smacked in her face. Like yeah. for the longest, everybody already anybody who knows me knows one of the one of my catchphrases is that bitch could get hit in her mouth. Yeah, that was my problem, like, when I was younger, too, was, I don't know if it was my environment, like, the people I was hanging out with, or if I just, like, was mentally ill, which we also is a yeah. high possibility, mm -hmm. but I had this, like, fighting for my life, like, sense in my head. Absolutely. Just because I didn't want anybody to talk to me any kind of way. Like, yeah. if you said something I didn't like, I was gonna beat the crap out of you. Girl, like, I can remember... A bitch looking at me and me feeling like I'm I'm gonna smack a her. girl texted my boyfriend texted I went I kind of went to jail <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people know about this girl they know about the other one but um there was this girl she texted my boyfriend like hey and I fucking you were like I got I your hey bitch her at the fucking gas station <laughs> 
good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like 16. Oh, we're not promoting violence. It's, I feel like, it, I mean, we all have to go through like that, those stages, right? Because now, now like my take on violence is so different, right? And that even goes back into like abuse and like sexual abuse and all the yeah. things. Like when you start to endure certain traumas and they do have a certain amount of violence towards them, I think for me, I started to invert towards violence like i don't want to be with a man that's even gonna think about smacking me i don't care what the fuck i said right you know what i'm saying i don't want to be around any i don't want to have any female friend that i know if we fall out she could fight me right like that's insane yeah you know what i'm saying like i think for me now i'm like mm, like i'm like turtle shell like like i told you fucking the after hours club that it is known in our city for so much fucking violence. We literally got off yeah. the exit and I could feel doop, my doop, heart doop. and my asshole because I yeah. just was turtling. I was like going into my shell. I could we, not handle it. We've been it. lots of places and this is like in our 20s just for perspective, but like lots of places we hang out and like hung out at and like drank at and would go party at or whatever the fuck I was doing. We, it felt like we were always running from shootings or always running from a fight or a brawl. Or, yeah. But nine times out of ten, it was just people fucking shooting at each other in the parking lot Absolutely. over some stupid shit because they're coked out. Absolutely. <laughs> and can't handle alcohol. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of, I think for us too, like when we when we were partying especially, I think it was a lot of people that could not handle their alcohol. It was. And it was like always like this testosterone fucking battle between people in the parking lots you know like parking yeah. lot pimping and unfortunately and I feel like unfortunately for us like we were friends with some of the testosterone raging yeah like we men. picked the craziest ones <laughs> but you know like I, I like, had fun but it, it was like all, terrified for my life fun. it all circles no, back though right because if you're with someone who is incredibly violent to everyone else except for you it makes you feel safe yeah, if and you're then, with then a motherfucker, on your ass. but yeah, hold on, because then when the, when everybody gets too fucked up, now y'all fighting. Yep. But at first, it's like you know, it's like this protector, mm -hmm. like persona, like vibe Absolutely. that they give off. This like, like oh, they're gonna beat the fuck out of everybody, but they're gonna protect me. Mm -hmm. But like I said, that that nine times nine point nine times out of ten turns eventually. Eventually, it turns, even if it's not so much them Like, being, the super hothead ones that will fight anybody over anything, like, that ends up being bad. But just, like, a, you know, a masculine being protective, not really. No, yeah, not that. I think that. The, the extremist. The extremist, <laughs> you know? And so, I think, for me, like, after all the shit, like, that's how I ended up with, like, my the husband I have now, who's so, like, quiet. But then at the same time, like... Yeah, bestie, love him. Yeah, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, <laughs> he's still a fucking Scorpio. Yeah. That was raised by uh, a very interesting set of people. So he's going to still fuck you up. But we got to get him there, you know? Like, yeah, I feel like that's why I drifted toward... He's a Scorpio, period. We're just going to go ahead and put it out She's there. She's a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. My husband's a Scorpio. She's very Virgo-y. I'm very Virgo-y. I have a Taurus moon. And my husband's very Scorpio-y. With his Pisces moon, poor thing. Oh, wow. oh, god. But yeah, so I think that's why I drifted to someone who would be considered quiet. Yeah, because the. Uh, but he still has fun. Absolutely, but too much fun. He has like, we won't say what his job is, but he has this like very. 
<laughs> he has like the ultimate like white man's like in the I don't even know how he got there. Like I know how he got there because I know, but like yeah, the industry he's in is like you would not expect it. Well, every time we tell people, they're I like, I forget it's his job all oh. the time. When it's you, like he, when you told me he was at like that convention or whatever. Yeah, was, I was like. <laughs> why like i literally <laughs> forgot what he did for work and it's so crazy because it's exactly that's exactly how he is like he is this like extremely professional extremely quiet reserved person but then he's also like like a, knock if you bug yeah he's also <laughs> like got it like ever since you know i i told you i was gonna say something about this trigger warning ever since i've been like sexually assaulted that was one of the only nights that I asked my husband to come out with me and he did not come out with me, but he had to work the next morning, right? I was just being a brat. Yeah. But like now, I mean, you know, bitch, now we have a small arsenal. I was going to ask you about that, like, you know, back to like how we were talking about the extremist protective persona, but like how you have a healthy relationship, like a healthy marriage. And he's like an actual protector for you in a sense, like Mm -hmm. this traumatic event happened to you Mm -hmm. and he immediately turn that bitch into Fort Knox and so it's very like it's very weird because like I if someone would have told me that I was going to get sexually abused right, while married while married I, not by my husband right that would I would not have believed them to be honest with you no I don't like that's a very big shock um but I think that it it showed very very quickly how much I trusted him because it it had first off, I am not at the point in my life anymore where some shit like that's gonna go down and I'm gonna cry about it two years later, baby. I had a breakdown like thirty minutes. Right, and it also shows the fact that like you trust him and have a healthy enough yeah. relationship that like that's one of the first people you rely on. I, besides the people there. Right. It happened. You know, we were with I was with, you know, the one first, of our friends. One of our one of my very close best friends. And literally, I mean 15 minutes after it happened, I got in the car, I broke down. I, I mean, she literally had to put me in the car and close the door. And she was like, what do you want me to do? And I was like, you got to call my husband. Right. That's the first thing she kept asking. She kept saying, you want me to go get such and such? And you want to you wanna shoot this club up? Da, 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 da. No. Yeah, and I think I, want I can you to speak get my for, like, a lot of women that not all relationships are like that. Absolutely not. Because when I was sexually assaulted and I was in a relationship, Mm. My first thought was, I can't tell this man he's going to say my hoe, like, because that's how narcissists are. They'll turn it around on you and they won't believe you. And, you know, so I'm glad that you had a healthy experience with that because I'm sure that helps, like, the healing of the situation. I want to shout out. I wish I knew this lady's name. I'd shout her out straight up. I don't give a fuck. It's my business. Is it somebody there? I don't know her business. I don't know her name. But when I, I went to the ER, right? So let's talk about it. Go to the ER because that's what you're supposed to do, right? Get to the ER. They can't even. Yes, Olivia Benson has taught as well. Right. Okay. Except for, I get there. They can't even do the rape kit. They want me to go downtown. I don't want to go downtown. I don't want to be touched. Downtown where? Like police station? No. Okay. Yeah. And we can blast some it because they've tried to kill me on several occasions. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, so went there. They couldn't do it. They said the best way they were like, but listen, we can transport you. And I'm. I'm like, I'm, and this is the thing, like, at first I felt so terrible because I was drunk when it happened, right? So I kept saying, like, hey, you know what, I've been drinking, I might have said something or didn't, like, 
the lady who was there was like, girl, no, right, ma'am. You're immediately trying to defend that, like, you don't know if it was your fault because of how it's portrayed in society. Absolutely. How we get treated for reporting Absolutely. It. So went there, shit went, ter- went terribly wrong. I ended up just going home and crying myself to sleep, right? Um, shout out to my husband because he just stayed awake all night. Um, and the a few days later, um, oh, I, did I tell you about this? A few days later, I tried to use a monostat. And I don't think you told me that. Okay, well, I'm gonna say it on your podcast. I tried to <laughs> use a monostat and set my coochie way on fire. Okay, like oh, no. had to call out of work. Like I've never had to use a monostat. Ice pack all, with the fan, spread eagle. I did that once when I used tea tree shampoo my coochie. I like that. Yes, like that. I literally told my manager. He was like, "What is it?" I said, "If you want to know my coochie, I burnt it off. Yeah, it's on the floor. I'm going to the like." So I get it's to urgent on the care. Ground. I get to urgent care, and shout out to this lady because I'm in the room with my husband, and not she's asking me what's going on you in my did life. Tell me this, yes. Later. And I'm like, um, I was sexually assaulted, and she's like, by this man in the room. <laughs> Shout out to that lady. Shout out to that lady because she was finna whoop his ass. She was finna whoop his ass. Okay, she was ready. The way she set her clipboard down in that little urgent care room, (laughs) she was finna walk Joseph. Okay, she was finna walk his ass. She was gonna inject him with something. Um, but yeah, it's it definitely. Me and him actually talked about it earlier. He actually looked into taking like FMLA because for me. It had been like a week before my birthday, and if you know me, I'm a, if you know a Virgo, they love their birthday. It's yes. like a weird obsession. Shout out to New Orleans this year. Yes, yeah, shout out to New Orleans this year, baby, because guess what? It's already planned because I start counting down We're in January. We're going to New Orleans. We're going to NOLA, period. <laughs> you know, like this is how my birthday is every year. So for it to be such an important day for me and for this to happen so close and there were all these other things in my life that were going absolutely terribly yeah. wrong. You know, like I lost, you know, somebody I was really close to. And I don't mean lost like they're dead. I mean, RIP to the relationship. So right. um, it it was a lot. It was a whole lot. It was a whole lot. You know, like we, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we had a night where my husband had to put me in the car because I was like, I'm just going to slip my fucking throat. And you know what, bitch? So I, have you, you, did you get admitted? No. You want to know why? Did you? Let me tell you why. Yes, let me tell you why. Because they waited so long that I didn't want to do it anymore. (laughs) You said, never mind, I'm not fucking manic depressed anymore. Sat in the waiting room long enough to say, I'm tired. You know, and so, but also, like, I think I've been there, though. Uh, but also, I it, that kind of helps sometimes because you talk yourself out of like, your yes, feelings. exactly. Especially because I'm so dramatic. So I was just like, me and Garnet, like, I'm just gonna take us both. And my yeah. husband was like, in one of the ways, you like, me and you both cope is like laughing. And we're like, no, because this would be a mess. Like, if I did that, like, no, yes, you know, this would like, be a mess. It sounds like fucked up to some people, but I feel like when you've lived a really depressing state of mind for Absolutely. so long and so often, especially with PTSD, they're like, if you don't laugh about it, like, that's when you need to worry. I think when, <laughs> I think that's one of my biggest things I'm worried about. I think people are going to listen to this episode with me and they're going to be like, she's cracking up. And it's like, this Hell, is serious. Yeah. Though. This is serious. This is this is me learning how to make jokes. Once you learn how to make those dark jokes out of the trauma, for me, that means that I've right. I'm moving past it. I think like what listeners need to know is like we we are in our healing phase like multiple Period. times now. And mm-hmm. this one's like a deep one. And we're not laughing at it to 
say he he ha ha like let's no. ignore this subject we're laughing because it's like bitch if you only knew the whole story like literally this shit is comical at if this you point. like at this point if you <laughs> it's laughing or dying those are the options yeah. and i've decided to choose laughter so yeah you know i think that's part of it like no and i i mean i would hope in the world we live in now that people would know we weren't he he ha ha first off about my own but I feel like um, I think that is something I worry about just in in day to day. I know you think about this too, bitch, because I know you do it. Just like the dark jokes and the dark humor and like just the sporadic laughing at things that may not yeah. be that funny to other like, people. I just had to spend $600 on tires and one blew up on the way to work and I literally was hysterically <laughs> laughing on the side of the road. It's a like, trauma what response. am I going to do? Ruin my whole fucking day? <laughs> it's a trauma response. Right. Because no. you know what? Because I would ruin Five years week. ago, I would have ruined everybody's week about oh, that. Oh, yeah. I called my mom and I screamed for like, I didn't even scream, but I was like, are you fucking kidding me? For like. 30 seconds and then the next time she called back i was hysterically laughing yeah because i mean of course you need that space right? like who's writing my story right like what who has do control you, of this do you know like so i'm gonna spit this out really quick because i know we're on limited time but okay so you know i had my wisdom teeth removed the guy over sedated me he killed me i was in a coma yeah all of that love that for me and um sued him got my money just in case anybody's gonna ask um <laughs> um but i think that like within going through all of that right you realize like that i think was the time i started just like fucking cracking up about shit yeah like i can remember this doctor fucking taking my teeth out and sending me an edible arrangement after killing me and i can remember you an edible sitting in icu he knew you, his lawyer wasn't good enough. He had to send that. Baby, why did you send me an elbow <laughs> arrangement that I couldn't That's eat? like an admission of guilt. Period. Did he say sorry for killing you? I don't know. I don't even know. I know that it, <laughs> I laughed hysterically for like 30 minutes. And everybody yeah, in the room, like, bro, what's my wrong mom was so pissed, right? And so I say that because I met a lady not too long ago while she's doing my massage. And I was telling her everything I was going through. Here's the massage. Here's this. Alicia's birthday. And... I was telling her my story and she said, God, what is your purpose? I said, girl, I don't even know yet. I don't know. Who's right? And I literally said what you just said. I said, I have no idea who's writing this story. Yeah, I'm just winging it at this point. I kind of like it. Like, I'm just doing whatever I want to do. I'm I'm winging it with a plan in my mind. Yeah, like, I definitely have goals and plans. But, like, things that I wouldn't have done before, I'm, like, doing now. Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck what you do? Like, you're your own main character in your own story. Baby, period. I think the, I think, oh, coming out of being an adolescent young woman is realizing that you're the main character. Yeah. Not this bitch that you're with all the time. Not your mama. Not your auntie that raised you. You know, especially yeah. for black girls. Like, we go through this weird competitive state with whatever woman raised us and all of that. And I think, like, the best part about turning 25 is realizing, like, I am, this is about me. This is the Christina show or the Shannon show yeah. or whoever the fuck. You know what I'm saying? This is the Amanda show. Amanda, please. Yeah. God damn it. Like, that's one of the knock, best. Knock. Period. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'll, like, I'll be 30, what, in a year and a half. And that is one of the best parts of getting older. Yeah. Right? Like, it was me putting on my fucking... Crocs that have nothing to do with nothing but gay rights on my ashy feet and coming outside because I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I I realized like stepping into that 
that's gotta that's gotta be part of the purpose right part of the purpose is i meet so many people and they ask me so many things like what is your purpose who are you supposed to be da 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 and i think i'm just supposed to be me i think if you know me and if you've been good to me i'm there i'm overly good to you normally yeah i but, agree yeah huh. But, <laughs> you know, I'm working on not doing that for everybody. But, you know, I yeah, think, like, that that's is... That's a learning curve, too. Yes. But that's, like, the best part of healing. Like, the best part of healing. And I'm only saying this because it's on your social media. But the best part of healing is you, like, getting this apartment and saying, well, I'm going to put red in the room. Like, I don't give a fuck that my bed's in the living room, yeah. bitch. Like, this is my apartment. Yeah. Are you going to come pay my bills? Also, like, who said you couldn't put the bed in the living room? Nobody. Like, who is making these rules? Yeah. These that we've been abiding, we've been abiding by all these rules. I learned about something that I was not happy about. <laughs> what they call the big room in the house and like the reason behind it. The master bedroom. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because that's where the master lived, girl in the slave that's house. That's like disgusting. Yeah. What do we call it now? Like that's why my bed's in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? And I think I I don't know. I just feel like you know what it is too, unfortunately. If we were like gonna that. sit and take out every racist term, yeah, like don't get me started on the type of homes they have here. You know what I'm saying? People go get married in them. Like, li- <laughs> like I can literally remember. It's fucked up. Like I, Welcome I'm, to you know, you know, I'm a bartender and all the things. So I've been to consultations. I've been to weddings. I've had somebody ask me if I wanted to have my wedding at a plantation. I don't like it. I've been my to favorite weddings, soul food yeah. spot in Nashville, and I'm not gonna trash. Let's them. talk about the field trips when we were younger, okay? Taking us to like places, and they were like, "These are the small houses." Let's talk about the field small trip, houses because my little brother went on one of those field trips where they went and picked cotton and brought it home. Like, what the fuck was our school system doing? I, and that's not like if we're not even gonna teach. Like, this is a total side conversation. I didn't know we were gonna end up on this, but it's kind of important. Yeah. Um. Like, the school system, like, they don't teach the correct history of the United States. And you know that I'm big on that. Like, I'd be sending you fucking documentaries. You know what I think is weird, too? But they're taking kids to do, like, these things that, like, that's so fucked up. Like, do you guys realize what you're doing? Well, and here's my thing. I think it's one thing for your African-American history teacher to take a group of black people to a plantation to stand on the ground in which we should reclaim. Right? That's one thing. Uh Uh-huh. But uh Miss Becky. Becky with the with the air hair. Taking, <laughs> Becky with the air hair. Taking take, her class. Taking little Jamal to I go know. pick fucking cotton. Yeah. That's just I literally never realized. But it's crazy because you know I have family from everywhere. We but so you do Is that too. like just a southern thing? It, like Yes. I was that's what I was getting to. It is just a southern thing. I've to literally be never like heard that. of that anywhere else. I mean I don't know if you, I sent you the TikTok, but did our education education system is 47th in the U.S. Yeah, and. There are only 50 states. <laughs> <laughs> We're 47th. Okay, now that you say that, <laughs> holy fuck. Yeah. What I have. Well, that also, it's DCS or whatever it is. That's like that situation too. Yeah, like, there are so, many, so kids. many kids and foster care. So many kids. And not even like good. No, no, no. I had no, friends no, growing no, up no, in the no. foster care system here. Most of the terrible. people you know in Tennessee that are in foster care are not in a great situation. They no. are overcrowded. Um, I had a friend growing up. I think I was like 13. I went to like her house, like walked to her house one day. And 
walked to her house one day and I went in and like the foster parents were there and she was like, nobody's really supposed to come over, like come in. And they had the fridge chained and locked. Yeah. They had to only hand out food at certain times. Yeah. And these people are going to check every Which month. don't get me wrong. That's crazy. If, if I got one of those little gremlin children that get in the refrigerator at three o'clock in the morning, like, I okay, you get in a lock. But, but in the conditions of the home. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, had a yeah, garbage yeah, yeah. bag of clothes each in the home. Mm-hmm. It was in Sumner County. And that's one of the best, for the people who don't know, that is probably one of the better counties to be in. They said it's like care. one of the best ones to go to school too, but. We could disagree. You know, that. we could disagree. You know, this is what I will say. This is it's a different this type is, of stuff. This is me giving credit where credit is due. I had a lot more common sense knowledge for life when coming out of Sumner County schools or schools that are predominantly white. There are marketing classes. There are finance classes. There are early childhood education classes. Yeah, that does not exist in other counties. In yeah. other counties. Yeah. So earlier you mentioned when I was talking about cocaine, you said that <laughs> you were done with that because of an experience you had. And uh, if you want to code who this is, you can. But I'm just gonna say somebody really close to you. So, um, <clears throat> so backstory I- before it even happened. Me and her were at my house, getting violently drunk mm-hmm. at this apartment I was living at. And Antioch, shout out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were having a conversation of how people overdose. Mm-hmm. This is when I was in active addiction. We were talking about how people overdose and what kind of fucking asshole laces drugs. If that right. was how it happened. Yeah, absolutely. And then you go somewhere and I'll let you tell the rest. So, I guess we'll, I, I feel like this story is better from the back. Like, in reverse so <clears throat> uh and i'm pretty sure okay no he read what we were talking about okay guys so <laughs> <coughs> like almost sorry i'm done so almost three years ago like two years ago my husband od'd in my living room um and it was just fucking wild like literally i went to Janet's house to go pick up my keys. You remember that? Yeah, you had left your keys. I left my I think keys. We were drinking and you always yep. left stuff in my car. I always left all my shit if we were drinking. I mean, my whole life was going to be in Janet's car the next morning. So I went back to go get my keys. I was in his car. I was driving around like, not even thinking about it. Went to Wendy's. Was going to go to Ross. And I only add this because of the timing. Was going to go to Ross. And if I go to Ross, that's like an hour for me. Right. right. Was gonna go spend an hour at Ross. Then was like, no, nah, I'm gonna go home check on Joseph taking his food. He's hanging off the couch, completely unresponsive. In the perspective, Joseph is a how tall is he? At the time, he was six three, two fifty. Yes. So, so he's a big man. He's a big boy. Um, actually, when it happened, he was unresponsive, y'all. At first, this is gonna sound stupid, but at first, I thought it was a joke. He'd be joking like that. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like, I think she went to slap him or something. I did. Like, I slapped the playing. shit out of him. Joseph had a big mark on his face. So I <laughs> slapped the fuck out of him because uh, I thought he was playing. So after I smacked him and sprayed water on him, I called 911. Uh, I somehow managed to wrap his body around my body and get him on the floor. He was hanging off the couch. And um, I had to count his breathing with the 911 girl. <clears throat> Craziest thing in my life. I'm crying hysterically. 
Because we also don't know why he's on the ground. So also, yeah. Also, that's why I said this story starts so much better at the end. He's literally just passed out. I have no idea what's going on. The ambulance comes in. They they bring two of the scrawniest people that cannot lift my husband and get him out of the... These are EMTs? Yes. Yeah. Pissed. Shout out to... Um, the fire department. <laughs> the fire department. Shout out to my family that I have. And I'm not going to say any names, but... Shout out to the family that I have in the fire department that came through for me on that night. They just happened to be in the right place in the right time because that's how the universe works out. So, um, big ass in the ambulance. They got his big ass in the ambulance. You know, uh, it's so funny. We talk about how important Narcan is and how important using more than one is. And that is the real truth because I was riding in a car behind them in an ambulance. If you've been behind an ambulance, you know, you can see right into it. And uh, they got him that first Narcan and he did not move. Yeah. They gave him that second one. He stood straight up on his feet. Right. Off we, the, and we still don't know what's going on. Yeah. I Yo, at this point, I still have no idea what's going on. They're asking me about drugs. I'm like, yo, we're weed smokers. Like, we, at the time, we're doing cocaine as a party drug when we wanted to. It wasn't. It wasn't like me, you know? Yeah. Like, no, I it, was getting fucked up, and you were kind of just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 I, and also, our response to cocaine was also different. Because, like, for yeah. me, bitch, I feel like I'm going to bed after this. Yeah, you, <laughs> I don't like you. Yeah, like, it's uh, weird. A lot of people are like, would rather not. Like, they, I would get coked up and be running around like all the cokeheads and the crackheads in the street, and you would be like, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. And I'm like, wake up. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the ADHD. It just, I don't know. Yeah. It makes me regular, probably. <laughs> so, um, so I still don't know. They're asking me all these drugs, all these questions. At the time, as you can imagine, it's a lot going on. I watched them wake him up, but at the same time, I still don't know what's going on. Actually, um, he has a lot of diabetics in his family. I thought he was going to be diagnosed with diabetes. A diabetic coma. Like in a diabetic shock, because when he took his, his, his blood sugar, it was 385. That's really high, yeah. especially for someone who has no history of high blood sugar. We get to the hospital. Long story short, the, hot, the police come out to me, and they're asking me if my husband's on heroin, and I'm like, heroin excuse me you know yeah, and that's like not not that's a possibility for like me and like, my crowd <laughs> but i just but you but guys, heroin and i'm just also like this man don't even like to get shot you know what no. i'm saying like if he's shooting up heroin between his toes or some shit i'm gonna fuck him up when he gets out here right that's what i'm thinking my mind you i just talked about how i don't fuck with violence but that day i was gonna fuck him up yeah. so um then another cop comes out. He's black, so you know he's kind of got that. He's giving me that uncle unk. love, that unk love that I need. And he's like, you know, if he's down bad, I think you should just get him upstairs. He says it's cocaine, but it can't be cocaine. Mm. Then we find out that he's being treated for not just an OD, but also a an anaphylactic shock. Basically, he was allergic to. An opioid. He's being right. treated for an opioid. So I mean, if you know fentanyl, then you know. I mean, now I yeah. mean, if so, if you, what it was, if you for know, the you listeners, know. it ended up being cocaine cut. I mean, cocaine laced with fentanyl. Yeah, and he had allergic reaction to fentanyl. And he had so allergic now reaction. they know he can never have that in the hospital. Yeah. So now we know. I'm actually I'm wary about everything. Like I don't. So Christina's freaking out, and she's calling me, and I'm like, "Who the fuck gave him the cocaine? Yeah, like, okay, my so cocaine would never part. do that." So the best part is, me and Shannon at this part are on a full fucking rampage. Detectives. We're on a detective spree. We're going to find out who the fuck gave Joseph this cocaine, and how the fuck we're gonna kill them. Because in the this next crowd, it wouldn't have been uh, 
like people know what they had in our crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. At yeah, this yeah. point in time, it wasn't the fentanyl epidemic. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's really bad now. So Joseph finally wakes up. He finally wakes up. I finally get his family off of him, all the things. We're finally at home by ourselves, right? For the first time in some hours. And I'm like, where the fuck did you get the drugs from? And he's like, I found it in your shit. And I'm like, bro, there's no way. There's no way you found cocaine in my purse. First off, I don't even do cocaine to that extent to take it home with me. And But but I, the night before, <laughs> had been with Christina. And I think I so, saw a dope boy that night. We did. And we, he, uh, we saw a dope man that night. And he gave me some free us, shit. Some free shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was, I took a perk that night too. So I couldn't tell you if the cocaine was bad, but I didn't overdose, but I'm also not allergic to it. So that's what I was going to say. So, so we, I, I might so have been I'm doing fentanyl sure cocaine all You night. and I actually both did some of those drugs. Uh, I'm almost, I'm like 99% sure, right? There's that 1%. That's like, mm, but I don't know. I don't trust her. Um, so, <laughs> but here's the thing. I've been in a medically induced coma. They yeah. normally keep you in those with fentanyl. I know for a fact I'm not allergic to fentanyl. Yeah. So if it was just a, just a little, a Enough little whisper. Enough to send him in that. Yeah, yeah. If it was just a little whisper of it, just to get that person to the furthest high they could get. Yeah. That wasn't going to kill you or I, because we're not. And I'm a full-blown addict. You're a full-blown so. addict, and I'm not allergic to it, bitch. So, yeah. also, once again, I'm like, I want to go home and go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we had both, like, passed out after that. And I had also taken, like, half a perk that night. So, I'm I'm not even thinking, like, there's no reason I'm not tired. I was speedballing at this point. Yes, yes. So, any of the weird effects I would have felt, <laughs> I was feeling them anyway. <laughs> I, I did it on purpose yeah. at that point. So, I think at that point, like, <clears throat> and, I mean, I don't. You don't know if someone does something on purpose or if it's situational or, you know, you don't know. Right. So moral of the story. But I think that we was, didn't have to beat anybody up because it was us. It was definitely us. We were the uh, culprits. We were the culprits, which was very disheartening. Right. Because I didn't do coke for like two weeks. That. And that <laughs> which was, was a big, big deal. Which was a big deal. And like, I'm, I was so I'm going to be honest. I think I've only done it once or twice. Since yeah, because, you haven't done it. Because I'm just yeah. terrified. Yeah. I'm just absolutely terrified. Like, even when I was doing it every night, you were just not doing it. <laughs> I can remember a point where you and our very close guy friend, I won't say any names, uh, before we would go out, yeah. always had to make a stop. And I can remember, like, being fucking irritated because I knew like we're stopping for drugs that I'm not gonna do. I would take her from one side of Nashville, <laughs> like the airport side of Nashville, all the way out fucking west or yeah. out fucking south, and we would go and pick up some shit. And she would be like already pre-game to go to the bar. And yeah, we're, I'm like, we're hey, the I crack took heads. four tequila shots. Y'all not ready to go downtown? She's in the back seat. We're saying we're going downtown. She's like, um, where the fuck are we going? <laughs> and then she realizes like the neighborhood we're in, and she's like, oh, okay, you're going to meet. Um. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right. That's that's what we called them. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like so yeah, I think I think it like for me. You know, we've talked about how I will go through these moments where shit, I will make shit uncomfortable for myself and kind of wake up and out of a daze. And that is exactly what that moment was for me. Like, yeah. okay, it doesn't matter how much alcohol and how much other shit and how much weed and all this, 
But if it don't come out the ground, I I can't fuck with it. I yeah. can't do it. Even yeah. with pills and shit and opiates and shit. Do you have some poppy leaves? Because if you don't, <laughs> I don't fucking want it. Like, because like literally in the matter of seconds, my husband did one bump. And he One. was like, this dead. bag was empty. This uh-huh. bag was empty because it's it's an end of the night party bag, right? He was literally playing video games. He was he, he literally expect this he stuff. was like, I was gonna pay do a bump, play my video games a little a little geeked up, and wait for you to get home. That was his plan. And literally yeah. in the blink of an eye, he was dead. And I think this room. opens up the narrative that like I push a lot that and we've had it happen to I know that we have mutual friends. This has happened to where they take that party drug one time or maybe have done it like five times total in their life and they're the ones who suffer like instant repercussions. Absolutely. We've had friends pass away that we've gone Absolutely. to school with that just took like an ecstasy pill and then there was nothing after that, you know? And these weren't people that were like me and like purposely out here trying to fucking die. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I'm saying like my my husband literally told me at one point that it was something he started doing because he was a quiet guy and it made him talk at parties, yeah, right? Yeah. I've I've had that experience. Yeah, it does. It makes you talk, it makes you friendly because he's not friendly, so it makes you friendly. <laughs> um, and so to think of it being like something like that was like that, something that made you talk, like at one point, you know what I mean? It was right. in the. At like, he point, wasn't out here because he was sick and he had to keep doing it. Like, no, like yeah. Me, it's like, like, once I did it, I couldn't stop. No, it was like, you know, I'm going over to such and such house and we might do a few bumps. You know what I mean? So, those are the people, yes. Those are the people that are affected the most. Those are the people. And then, like, people like me, because baby had my husband. I who, think it's because it's who so wasn't shocking. even my husband. He, I don't you know don't expect what it. I would have did. Like, with the whole life experience I had, if you heard that happening to me, would you be as shocked? No. You would just be like, damn, what hospital she's at? Well, because like, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, I've been dead and have to be revived, right? And because I'm known for, like, oh, some sh- it's always, so Christina's always dying in some way. Right. It's not as, it's not as shocking. But yeah, when you hear about someone like who don't really ha- nothing's ever happened fuck, to them. Yeah, he really don't fuck with nobody. So it really ain't no reason for shit to be happening like that. It's just a real like it's a real shock and awe. It really is, you yeah. know. And so I do think, um, I think it kind of opened my eyes. It definitely opened his eyes. I mean, from that point on, it just was what it was. We, we ain't smoking weed. We ain't smoking nothing. Because I think it's that that hurt certain like instance, like that situation with him, like affected a lot of people that were like in our circle. But like I said, I took a two-week break, but that was like a break for me. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, because it was one of those like it, things, It made too. us all start questioning shit Yeah, it was definitely one of those things, too, where I didn't just tell you. I told every fucking body. Yeah. Everybody that we partied with, like, we didn't tell, like, you know. And the, nobody was carrying the Narcan. Like, no. this is not, this is not, like, how I would be if I would be around you know, I just carried it in my purse now. I don't even have to be around anybody. I carried <laughs> somebody in the Walmart parking lot the other day. I didn't even know because she was mm. overdosing in the car next to me. So it's like, I just have it now, but like nobody was no. having it then. It wasn't. And you know what, too? Like, I can remember when I became a pharmacy tech and being in school for it and then making us take the Narcan class and them expressing how important <laughs> it was going to be. And it's kind of just like hee hee, ha ha, and through it because it was yeah. just another certification that we had to take another class we had to take for another drug you know what yeah. i mean and so now it's crazy that like no like now it's real it's real yeah i got some at the house 
You feel me? Thanks to you, Shawty. Like, if I ever, if I got to use it, I'm going to come back over here and re-up. Put it right back where it yeah, was. you know, I'm the hard camp plug. It's, it's at my place of business. Like, you know, they all know. Oh, they yeah. know where you it know, is. I, I did. I so she, uh, she does hair. Mm-hmm. And um, at the salon, I dropped some off at the salon. And, they and what is so there. insane is when I dropped some off, one of the girls that worked there was like, well, you know, such and such had a client that kind of looked a little yeah. off the other yeah. day. Like, and I was just like, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. First off, like over, like when people, oh, I can remember being in high school and hearing someone OD'd and being like, like, what? Oh my God. But you know why? Because when we were in high school, that was the pill mill days. Yeah. The pill mill days, it was regulated perks that were coming from the paying doctors. Yeah. You were paying cash and going and getting your script. People were driving out of state when they stopped doing it around here. Mm -hmm. People were going to Florida. Talk about a perk 30. <laughs> no, girl, them fucking. Okay, so not even perks, and it was oxys. My fucking brain. All these drugs, <laughs> but it was like the oxy sixties and mm-hmm. shit like that. So those were like regulated. So people that were overdosing had to be fucking really overdosing. Yeah, like, like they were be, taking like you just heard you about taking, that Murdoch you case. Taking a They're handful taking a of pills. handful of pills. I can remember when we finally figured out that it was cocaine right from the overdose, right? right? I remember asking one of the people around me, how much cocaine do you have to do to OD? And usually you have a heart attack. Yeah, right. You have a heart attack. Your, yeah. your brain or your heart explodes, essentially, yeah. right? Because I'm thinking like, Say hello crack, to my baby. little That's friend, like, out. like Scarface, right? Like, I'm thinking, like, no, nah, baby, they were putting their faces <laughs> in, you know? And, like, yeah, like essentially, you've got to do, like, a lot. Because, you know me, I didn't get you. Yeah, you got to go into cardiac arrest. You go into cardiac arrest after doing a lot of it. And a lot of times it's because you are doing things like speedballing and things like that. Right. Now, if you're speedballing, that's a different oh, story. Oh, then you're, you're just, your body, how is it even? That was, that yeah. was a crazy time. Mm. That was a crazy mm. time, man. Mm. Like, I mean, a four loco is a speedball in a bottle. If you think about it, yeah. alcohol is a depressant. Yeah, I want to tell everybody real quick this one story before we end the episode. Is this gonna be a four loco story? No, but it is an alcohol story. Okay. So I was in active addiction, and I had to drive a ridiculous amount. This is one of our favorite stories. We had this third party friend, and she made us drive out to go drop her off at her stupid oh, boyfriend's house. Oh God. And I was like, blasted, like, blasted. And this, I absolutely love this story. I just hate the, this story because of for the For Statue person. of Limitations, this was a really, really, really long time ago. Yeah. And um, basically, I was blasted. We know drinking and driving is wrong. We've all learned our lesson in this room. Uh, but it, it can also be a learning lesson. Like, this, just don't ever do this. Mm-mm. So we had to take this friend, like, really far. Should not have been in the operating a vehicle. And we're like leaving from dropping her off and we get pulled over. Well, <laughs> I start going faster because I'm like, they're not coming for us. <laughs> so I floor it and try to get off this exit. And I'm like, oh shit, no, they're coming from us. And now I'm running. <laughs> yeah. And now we're running. So I was like, Christina, we have to pull this off. We have to pull this off. And I learned this trick from some guys in the military they always <laughs> did this to the mps they were like if the driver or if the passenger looks more fucked up than the driver then you won't get in trouble and i was like okay christina you're gonna take this water bottle <laughs> and tell them what you did let me tell you something 
that that theater, you know, there's an Oscar that I turned down in college. I miss my calling, bro. You did. I miss my calling. He got the show of a lifetime. I told her when he walked up on the window, take this water bottle. <laughs> and she just started spewing it out like she was fake puking. And they were going for it. They were going for it. They even, what did they ask? They asked if they could escort us to if the If they hospital. could escort us to the hospital. Like, as I'm spewing water, as he walks away and I'm laughing. I'm on the side of the car laughing. But like he doesn't see this. Peeing myself because I'm in the passenger. So, I'm I'm crying. And as he comes back, I'm like giving it to him all over again. Like so drunk, <laughs> word slurred. Here's what's most insane. What's most insane is I was probably more sober than Shannon. But yeah, I wouldn't let anybody drive the car. She though. wouldn't let anybody drive the car. And the few times she would let me drive the car, one thing I wasn't doing was toting that person around. No. I feel like I'll drive us around, bitch, but I ain't I'm not I'm not doing that. They literally asked if they would like us escort us to the hospital because he thought she was so sick and i want to say i went home they made me take a whole field sobriety and everything you did you took a drunk field to bitch you did that's one we're gonna fucking fuck that cheers he said ma'am step out of the car i said oh shit what i've never known anyone else to do you took a fucked up field sobriety test like eye test you passed everything he put you back in the car and let you drive away. You know what? As I think about it, though, now I want to go back in my mind and feel like, what the fuck did you have on, bitch? So I even you ha- you was a you was a baddie that night. I had on my fuzzy slides, and oh I said, if I do these in these slides, I'm going to jail for show. So I got out the car and I said, hey, I don't have good balance normally. Um, I have vertigo. <laughs> I was like, so can I take the slides off and do it barefoot? I was like, they're too big. Like, these are my house shoes. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah. So I took them off and he gave me the whole field sobriety test, walked my little line, said, what do you want me to say? He followed my eyes with this light and he put me back in the car. Holy fuck. And we went our happy way. We went our happy right way. Home, which was like one street over. Which was one, like, literally one moment up. We were at my house fucking crying laughing about it and i want to say that night like i was fine i'm pretty sure i was fine yeah but i was not (laughs) that sobered me up real quick though real fucking quick nothing else over you and the the only reason i was so intoxicated that night is because i did not have cocaine because you know me i would always be completely up yeah that's such a weird uh and this is not encouraging anyone no, to do this. No, don't but that's, do this. It's such a weird, like I said, speed. Essentially, you you were always speedballing when you think about it. Yeah. Because I have to keep reminding myself, alcohol and I alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. You only feel good when you are at the height of being drunk. You don't feel good when you're getting drunk or when you're coming down from being no. drunk. You only feel good for me when I can't feel my feet or feel my teeth. Yeah. That's how I know I'm drunk. My butthole goes numb. <laughs> I'm only like that when I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> have I told you that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I tell random people that when I'm drunk. It's a fucking weird pickup line. Yeah. Because I'd be like blacked out and I'd be like, my butthole's numb. And they're like looking at me like, what the fuck? Like, oh, hey, girl. And I'm like, oh, shit. I can't believe I said that out loud. Shannon, this is an Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, this is an Applebee's. 
Um, so I definitely, <laughs> I definitely feel like I keep, I, I, you will hear me say it a lot because I, I, I believe in, in the tongue, baby. Alcohol is a depressant. I had to keep reminding my damn self, like, yeah, that don't even make sense. You know, I have a, a leap around the sun tomorrow being sober. Yeah. So it's your sober return of being sober. Yeah. So what's like really crazy to me is that I feel like I don't have the urge to drink and be around people who do drink. Not like excessively. I bring my own self and I leave when I feel like I need to. But I can like go out with friends, you know? Yeah. But I don't. That's like once every four months anyways. But (laughs) my point is that even if I felt like if I could drink and control it, and not ruin my whole life. I don't think I would how I am spiritually now. Yeah. Because I have such a connection to my sound mind and like my meditation stuff I'm doing that it's literally called spirits for a reason. It's called spirits for a reason. And with and me, it brings out a side that I everybody but everybody whether it makes you more personable more fun dance better talk more yeah. it uh, it brings out a different spirit in yeah. you and what you normally and are with, like the neurodivergency in my brain it makes it so easy to just be whoever i want that i don't know who i am oh i feel that you feel what i mean Mm -hmm. like i'll be a different person every night of the week but Mm -hmm. then like i can't not have that substance because i feel like who am i yeah so like now that i'm like finding myself and like healing and like know who i am i don't think i would drink if i had you know i think i think though we've had this conversation i really think that's why i'm like going towards wine because it you're becoming do- like an old lady now. Yeah, it doesn't mind alter you. You just feel like, woo, mommy has to spend. <laughs> <laughs> you just feel a little whoopsie poopsie, yeah. and then you go to sleep. Because like wine for you is like chill at home, fall asleep. Wine for me is not. I am not somebody who's gonna sit at a bar and get a glass of wine. Those people are psychopaths. No. Jail immediately. Anyway, I we would kill a jug of mimosas though. Oh, period. But wine, I've never gotten. Baby, I'm getting liquor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I think that's what it is. Like wine, it still like allows you to have that little alcohol feel, you know. And don't get me wrong. I will bust down a bottle of wine all by myself, okay? Right. I think Period. a lot of people do that. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know. But I think that it's still, you still feel different. It's not mind-altering like i know for me right one of the things that happened to me while i was sexually assaulted is that i was drunk so i think for me i will probably never be that drunk ever again in my life right you know and even my siblings like even people calling me out on my shit right hurt my feelings at the time but you know i even had a sibling that said you know at this point i feel like i'm gonna lose my security in me being a free person because now i want to fucking murder your rapist and i feel like had you have had maybe two less drinks you would have fucking stabbed that man i don't know because how i one it's not your fault no and it doesn't matter if you're intoxicated or not um but i think 
what a lot of people don't realize is I always say, like, I'll put that man in the ground. Like, I'll do this. I'll do that. Oh, and like you in the moment. It's happened so many times now. And that's, like, really sad to say. But I was a sex worker, too. So yeah. It's happened so many times now that sometimes it was easier to sit there and know it was going to be done in a couple seconds rather than trying to fight someone and risk my life. Or you go into a state of fight or flight. And sometimes the fight is frozen, or the flight is frozen. Mm-hmm. You Here's literally, the thing, and sometimes you, you can't pr- say how you, what you'll actually do in that moment. Sometimes you don't want to fight someone twice your size because they could break your fucking neck. Yeah, like, and that's just the reality. I right? had a guy break my jaw before. So. Women are strong. We get it. We love us. Love that for us. Shout out to the shoddy that was just in the gym. That was a uh, uh, beating the crap out she of her attacker. Beat the shit out of her attacker. Fucking shout out to her. I don't know her name. I wish Florida I did. Florida girl. Florida girl. We fuck with you. But that right there, the reason why that's viral is because it's a one and only. Right. And we talked about that, girl. I would have taken one of those weights and not Baby, it would have been blood all over it. You could see. But, you know, she said that she's a bodybuilder. And so she said she did not feel intimidated. She was, like, looking at his thighs. It was the same size as me. Right. So and he honestly he wasn't attacking in a scary way. It was just like, what the fuck are you doing? He was just a fucking weirdo. Like, weirdo. to his furthest extreme. But, yeah, we, but to go back to saying, like, for me, though, I never want to be out of my mind. Ever I never want to take, besides, you know, when we go on, when I go on that, like, weird hike in the mountains to do DMT, you know, one time. Yeah, I um, psychedelic girl. Right? <laughs> um, which, which I think is, like, that's side different. note. That's Everybody, spiritual journey. Yeah, uh, I don't really talk about this a lot online, but I think that's, like, a really good journey that some people need to do. Oh, my God, um, yes. For God's sakes, they're doing ketamine treatments from a doctor. Okay, so I think you can take up mushrooms. It, it it's literally <laughs> a mushroom. It literally does not even show up in a darkness because it's literally a mushroom. I know. Um, but yeah, I think because I don't never want to be out of my mind ever again. Never. I never. Feel that. I feel that. It's like once you have a sense of control, like not having any control. I don't control, never want to be out of control ever again. Yeah. It's a, it's very scary. This is what's weird because that's what 30 is for us. 30 for us is just being in control. Yeah. Here's to our 30s coming Here's to our 30s. They're going to be fucking lit. Oh, my God. I'm pumped. Anyways, thank you for coming on the show (laughs) this very long hour and a half. Of course. I loved every moment of it. I will tag her uh, TikTok on my TikTok comments when we announce the podcast. Uh, My TikTok is at SoberShannon. I post all kinds of videos relating to the stuff that we talked about on the podcast today. And this will probably end up being a three-part series, but we'll see. So tune in next time.